Hello. Hello. Hi. Sorry. Mom called me in the middle of the last connection, and when I disconnected from her, it hung up the podcast. Oh, it's okay. Um, your picture changed. It's not showing like your normal picture. What? Your picture changed. It's not showing your normal picture. It's just like a blank avatar. Well, well, on mine, it shows the same thing with my boots up on my tractor. Yep, that I guess that's only for you. I I don't know. Okay. Well, I can live with that. <laughs> yeah, it's, I mean, only my problem, really. That's okay. If you want to see my boots on, I will send you a picture. I, I, you know, I think I've narrowly avoided your boot enough times in my life to just appreciate staying away from it. Is that right? Yes. Okay. All right. How are you doing? I'm doing all right. Um, I I think year started. I'm down sixteen pounds. I'm starting to work out every day. Um, I have not vaped since the first of the month. Um, I am actually off the patches. Uh, so it was a 10 week program and I finished it in four weeks instead by the grace of God, obviously. Amen. Um, and now I'm trying to get these, um, classes organized and which ones I want to do. I did spend about an hour trying to figure out how to build an AR yesterday. Um, yeah. I mean, everything's doing well. You can um, buy an eighty percent lower with no paperwork at all and build your own. Yeah, and I'm I'm just learning like what parts I need. Um, obviously, if I'm building it, I'm gonna want to do it right, and I'm gonna want some personalized stuff on it. Um, anything that I can get that looks like you know what I mean. Um, well, it just so happens I know a little bit about that, so you ought to call me when you get there. Uh, well, at what point do I call you? When you're ready like to buy. Before I start? Okay. Yeah, when you're ready to buy, call me and ask me, you know, what do you think about this, Dad? What do you think about that? And I will I will be happy to guide you in the right direction to build something that's suitable for you. Gotcha. I mean, well, right now, since we don't have anyone else on so far, I just, my one question is, and I just don't understand it, is, um, they have like a gas system yep. and I, I just, I don't know what that is. I I've never encountered it. I have no knowledge about it, anything. Well, every gun has a gas system. It's the gases that are built up when it discharges around. Okay. And, and really all you need to worry about there is your charging handle and your, and which receiver you're using. All right, and they they have setups where like they they have a long tube that sits on top of the barrel for the gas, or um, they have like another option where they don't use gas. Yeah, that you don't need you don't need the gas tube sitting on top of your barrel. That's all nonsense. That's- oh, okay, that's awesome. Because that that looked real dumb, and I just that's why I didn't want it. Yeah, that's hype. And. 
and in our family, I suggest we all build. We don't need to build the little five five six AR fifteen setups. I suggest if you're going to build one, just go all the way to King Kong and build yourself an AR ten. Which is a three hundred eight. Okay. Yep. So it's like a a hunting rifle with thirty rounds in it. Um. Well, yeah, that's a good way to put it, son. Sure, it's a hunting rifle with thirty rounds. That's good. Yeah. So for thirty deer, you know, you you gotta hunt for the herd. Exactly. In case the herd turns on you when you shoot the first one. Exactly. See? Yep. Self-defense. These liberals just don't understand that. I know they don't, son. I know they don't. It hurts. I know. Well, it's the world we live in. All right. Let us let us let us start our Bible study. Let's get, let's get tuned in. Yes, sir. I have invited everybody, and so far you you're the only one. All right, let's turn. Proverbs, right? Yes, Proverbs. Yes, Proverbs. Proverbs. Chapter 12, right? No, no, no. We were in chapter 12 like two weeks ago. We are. In, oh, my God. Yeah, we are in Proverbs chapter 17. Okay. And we are in... Let me see here. Good evil shall not depart from his house. We are in verse 21. Okay. Proverbs chapter 17, verse 21. Honey, if you want to forward it to anybody, you can just copy and paste and forward the link to them. You, you have the link there. For Hi, Mom. The, the problem for me is it, once somebody logs in, you know, because I can only send it out two or three at a time. Once somebody logs in, when I get out of the screen to go at other people, we lose audio. And and I don't want any complications. So mom wants to add somebody from church. I, I You know, amazingly, I don't even know about it, but the, the guy that heads our worship at Riverton came up to mom, I guess, and and said, I heard your husband's doing a podcast for Bible study. I'd like to attend. I'm like, whoa, how in the world did they hear about that? <laughs> so, right. Yeah. So, uh, you know what I really, really need? And I would like all of you guys to look around and Hi, test your resources. Hi, mom. Hi. I would very much like to find another podcast platform that we can use that would allow me to let 10 or 11 or 12 or 20 people participate. Um, we're limited to five right now on this podcast, and there are nights when obviously that's a problem. And so I, I, uh, I already emailed the company that, that does this podcast, and I asked them if there's any way that I can buy a membership or purchase a membership that allows me to have more attendees. And um, I'll let you guys know what the outcome of that is. But in the meantime, I want this whole family to be looking for what God leads us to. And um, 
and help me find us a platform that will allow more people to attend because we 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 already have an increasing number of people that want to attend this podcast there are already people that i'm dodging to that want to attend this podcast can i um may i ask why um you're opposed to using the conference call idea because there are uh, systems where you have to call in and then use a code. So the number one reason why in. I want what? Yes. So the number one reason why I want to avoid the podcast right now is because is because Granddad is almost blind, and when I send him, oh. when I send him this request, all he has to do is put his thumb on his phone and he's in. And when I did gotcha. and when I did the conference call idea, um, he has to have a code. He has to enter in the code. All these things which he can't see. It's too difficult, and 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 Grandpa is Grandpa's eighty six years old, and and I consider it the highest honor of my life that he's on these podcasts with us. Yeah, absolutely. I apologize. I'm sorry. No, no, I no need to about apologize, that. son. No need to apologize. I'm just giving you my reason, and I know it's a good one, and I knew that you would honor that. So I'm just giving it to you. Okay. All right. Thank you. All right. So um, it is of paramount importance to me that whatever we decide on, that it is super easy that grandpa can be completely blind and still log in and attend with us. That is the most important thing to me. So that when he, is that when he hears that noise on his phone, bling, bling, that all he has to do is put his thumb on it and he's in with us. You know? Yeah, I that makes sense. And um, my next idea was you have a whole team of IT people at your work, right? Is gonna, there any I way you can no, pay no, somebody no, to make no, an no, app? No, 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 no. We're not going to. Yeah, I'm not going to use my work to. I don't want to at this point. I don't want to use my work to involve them in um, in our Bible study. Uh, not to mention the fact there's a lot of reasons for that. But, okay. but the first one would be that, that I'm actually using some of the instances in my work as testimony in our Bible study, and that would not be a good thing. Oh, yes, sir. So, um, yeah, so we need to independently, as God leads us, if anybody finds a platform that helps our family to expand our participant base, we need to um, we need to find that. All right. Um, and I'm and I am positive that the Lord is leading us to it. I'm positive. Look, the, this this is God that has all these other people that want to participate in our Bible study, in our family Bible study. There's all these other people that want to participate in our family Bible study. That's God. That is absolutely God. And God is going to lead us to the next platform. Absolutely. No doubt about it. So tonight we're in Proverbs 17, verse 21. Proverbs 17, verse 21. Right? That means get off your whatever it is you're doing there and turn your Bible to Proverbs 17, verse 21. That's you too, Jake. With a Bible. All right, that works. Okay. Okay, family. 
All right. Proverbs 17, verse 21. Um, Aaron, I want you to understand that I, I, I sincerely appreciate the suggestion, son. I really do. I really do. Okay. Those are, those are thoughts that I had myself already, and I've eliminated them through prayer before I put this out. Okay? Got you. All right. So, so I don't want you to feel like, um, like, I, like I was admonishing you at all. I'm not. I'm just giving you the answers that I got from God. All right? No, absolutely. I didn't, I didn't get that at all. I accept it. Okay, son. All right. I love you guys. So let's, let's say our prayers and let's love go on, all right? Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Help us to, to understand your word, to receive your word tonight. We ask that you'd open up our eyes and open up our ears. And as we read your word tonight, please give us edification. Feed your sheep. Fill our hearts. Help us to receive this and live this word. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. 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 Goodness gracious. It's a uh, it's a good day. It is always a good day of the Lord. And uh, I just realized that I sent invites to everybody except Melanie. So I just sent it one. All right. All right. We are in verse 21. We we uh we Bible studied last night through 20, and tonight we're going to be starting at 21. We'll just finish out um, if it's the will of the Lord, we'll just finish out this chapter tonight. Okay? So, verse, there's Mel right there. Oh my gosh. Yeah, Mel, I just said, I, we just finished praying, Mel, and I told everybody that I had forgotten to send you an invite, and I just, I sent you an invite, and here you are. So, we are in Proverbs chapter 17, Proverbs chapter 17, we're going to be starting in verse 21, and uh, and I haven't started the actual reading of the scripture tonight, so you're in, hun. sorry about that, I... Uh, I got a note from dad tonight that said that they were in church. So, um, and normally my invite is, is included with Sammy and mom. Sorry about that. I'm glad to see you guys on tonight. And I, and I see we have a new participant, Edith. Oh, right on. So, hi. Uh, hi. hi. Okay, awesome. So tonight we are in Proverbs 17, uh, Proverbs chapter 17, verse 21. And uh, and just to recap uh, what I was talking to Aaron and the family about before you guys came on was that we need to broaden our, our participant base with the podcast. We have a lot of people that want to participate in this podcast. And on this particular platform, we're limited to five. We were limited to eight. They recently reduced it to five. We've asked them if I can pay for more participant base. They haven't responded yet. So we are looking for a participant base platform for our podcast that allows more people 
to log in. So if anybody knows a good platform that we can use, please forward that information to us and we are going to look into it um, and see if it, it's going to be suitable for our needs. Um, I know this is the Lord and we have people thousands of miles, literally thousands of miles apart who are anxious to log in and participate with us in a family Bible study. That's awesome. Praise God. Praise God. Praise yes. God. Yes. Praise God. Yes. We're able to bring his word into everybody's homes. We have people that are in different time zones that are bringing God's word into their home. And I am so, so anxious for us to find a platform that allows um, as many people as, as want to participate to be involved in our family Bible study and we'll take it to whatever level that God wants to take it to. That's right. So um, I'm going to be starting in, in, in verse 21 of Proverbs chapter 17. He that begets a fool does it to his sorrow and the father of a fool has no joy. And, and that is, that is the truth. I mean, I have, I have taught that lesson myself at volume, at volume with, with, uh, with my children on occasion, that he who begets a fool does so to his own sorrow, and the father of adult will have no joy in him. And let me tell you, just to clarify, in case anybody's thinking that I'm talking down my children, I only use those words when they made a mistake, but I am so pleased absolutely absolutely pleased in the way that my sons have ended up that all of my children have ended up in a way that they follow the lord that they are seeking the lord that they have the spirit of wisdom upon them it is only when they were making mistakes that i did the admonishment okay we are in, we are in proverbs chapter 17 for those of you who didn't hear before, we're in Proverbs chapter 17, and I just read verse 21, and next I'm reading verse 22. A merry heart does good like a medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. Isn't that the truth? Somebody that goes around in joy for Christ, full of their joy for Christ, full of their peace in Christ, they are the ones that does good for other people. Just their very presence brings good to us, right? And and a broken spirit, somebody that's somebody that has allowed Satan a foothold in their life and has allowed the depression to set in, has allowed the brokenness to set in, it dries the bones. I don't want to discourage that person. If there's somebody on this call tonight that that has allowed that depression to set in that has allowed that foothold to satan i don't want to discourage them what i want to do is i want to encourage them i want to tell you that that fear that depression is based on fear that the the, the root of depression is fear and that that fear is of satan 100 percent, and that fear is the greatest sin that you can sin against God. That shocks me when, when I realized that that fear, that anxiety, that depression was the greatest sin that I could sin against God. 
that shocked me out of it. It shocked me out of allowing that to have a foothold in my life. Because I realized that the greatest sin I could have is to doubt God's godness. To doubt his ability to be God. To doubt his ability to rescue us, to, to be our savior, to be our comforter, to be our, our God. And, and that when we allow depression, when we allow anxiety to come into our life, well, when the Israelites were wandering in the desert and they sent out, they sent out the scouts into the land, two came back with a good report and said, we're well able to take it. And all the rest of the scouts came back with an evil report. And God called it evil because it was a report that was lacking in faith. It was a report that was without faith. It was a report that doubted God's ability to protect them. They came back and said, the trees are, are you know, these people are like trees. They walk around. We're like grasshoppers to them. There's giants out there. We can't take it. We can't do it. And they let their fear, they let their fear separate them from God until literally two million people, two million people, two million had to die roaming in the desert, in the wilderness, instead of seeing, instead of coming into the promise that, that the Lord had for them. Brother, what would what would you say to someone who um, who doesn't know anything but depression and they're like baby, baby, brand new, baby, baby, brand new to the Lord? Say that. Say that again, Mel. I was having a difficult uh, a difficulty what? with connection. What would what would you say to someone who is um, baby, baby, like just newborn minutes in the Lord that suffers from severe anxiety and depression? I would tell them, I honestly, and you know me, you can smile. You'll smile when I say this, but the people that are the newcomers on the line might not because you know me, I would tell them the same thing. I would tell anybody. <laughs> Joshua one night, be right. strong and courageous. Yes. Be strong and courageous. Take heart in the Lord. It is a sin against God to be afraid. Right. It is a sin against God to be afraid. Stand up, stand up, take courage in the fact that we are servants of the Lord, that we are sons and daughters of the God Most High. I, I tell newcomers, I tell veterans alike, everybody, I tell them the same thing. It is a sin against God. It is blasphemy against God. Right. To allow fear to creep <clears throat> into our hearts. We cannot... We cannot allow ourselves to be afraid. God will meet us on the road of faith. And you know what courage is? It is faith. It is hope. And when we stand on our courage in God, God will meet us on that road. He absolutely no meets us on that road. No matter how small it is. That's true. 
no matter how small it is, even if you have the faith of a mustard seed, that is the smallest of the seeds, even if you have the faith of a mustard seed, you can say to this mountain, be gone, and it will remove itself. And anyone that's on this line tonight, I know that we have a couple of people on this line tonight that are new to our podcast. And so I want to give you a piece of testimony that lines up with that. Giving you that testimony, that real world testimony is more important than us just reading through scriptures and, and, and uh, clarifying them. Here's the testimony. When I was learning these truths for myself, I was putting up a fence on our property a, a massive, massive project. It was over a mile of fencing, four-board fencing that we milled from our own trees. And when I got to the property, property line in the back, there was a tree that was literally right in the middle of where the fence line should be. It was sitting there in the middle of the fence line. And I remembered God's word that said, if I say to this tree, be removed, this mountain be removed then it will do so. And I said to the tree in faith, I said, tree, I want you to be removed from this property line. The Lord God gave me this property line and the Lord God gave me this task to run this fence line here. And I want you to remove yourself, remove yourself from this property line. And of course, nothing happened right then. Nothing happened. And so I walked away. And about two weeks later, my neighbor, Bill, came up to me in the morning and he said, were you out there cutting trees down this early in the morning? I said, no, Bill, I just now got out. Well, why do you ask me? He said, well, about seven o'clock or 630 or seven o'clock this morning, I heard a tree fall out there and I thought you might be timbering again. I said, no. And I walked back there to take a look, and lo and behold, it was the tree that I had told to remove itself from our fence line. And it fell over out of the way of the fence line. Roots and all. And there it lays to the date. Roots <laughs> <and all. laughs> That's fabulous. The Lord is so amazing. Isn't isn't God great? Oh Isn't man, great? he is. All right, so let me get through some more scripture tonight. Let's get our edification in. I know we have children on the line tonight that need to get to school tomorrow. So he that has a forward heart finds no good, and he that has a perverse tongue shall fall into mischief. So what that scripture is telling us, another translation of that. Let me just go down to the uh, Jerusalem translation. Jerusalem translation says, the contrary heart will never find happiness. The contrary heart will never find happiness. The deceitful tongue will always fall into distress. Are you, are you on 23? I am on verse 20. Verse 20, oh. that's... That was verse 20. Sorry about that. I I jumped back. Um, Apparently we needed to hear that though. Yeah. So now I'll jump ahead to verse 22. A merry heart does good like medicine, but a broken spirit dries the bones. We've already gone over that. 23. A wicked man takes a gift out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. 
Now, we, like we said last night, God's word in the book, especially in the book of Proverbs, when it uses, when the, when the new King James or the King James uses the word gift, here's what it means. It's a nice way of saying a bribe. And, and I want to encourage everyone today, especially those of us who are here within the United States, to understand that a bribe is a bribe is a bribe. That's right. We have government officials right now that are been, being uncovered for receiving bribes, tens of millions of dollars in bribes. We have, we have a candidate that is running for the president of the United States who has been uncovered for receiving tens of millions of dollars in bribes. So let me read this again in the terms of bribe. A wicked man takes a bribe out of the bosom to pervert the ways of judgment. A wicked man will receive a bribe regardless of what is right and wrong. A wicked man will receive a, a bribe so that he covers up the evil of other people. That's what a wicked man will do. And so you determine for yourself. You determine for yourself after you are educated, after you look into what's the truth out there. You determine for yourself who is a wicked man. Who is out there that is a wicked man, an absolute wicked man? God is not saying a man that made a mistake. In his word, he's not saying a man who stumbled. He's saying a wicked man. He's been labeled. A wicked man will receive those bribes. Verse 24. Wisdom is before him that hath understanding but the eyes of a fool are in the ends of the earth another translation of that says that wisdom is never out of the sight of a discerning man but a stupid man's eyes are looking at something intelligent yeah so what is, wait, can you repeat that last, the last part of that in the second translation? Yeah. So it says, wisdom is never out of sight of a discerning man. Okay, that's the first part. Right. That's the first part. And the second part says, but a stupid man, a fool, a stupid man has his eyes looking everywhere for something wise. Okay, because mine says, but the eyes of a fool are on the ends of the earth. And I didn't know what that meant exactly. Well, that's what it means, that the eyes of that fool are looking <laughs> everywhere for something wise to say. That fool, that foolish man, that person that is without the spirit of wisdom, that person that is not following God, is looking everywhere for something intelligent to say. Mm. He's looking everywhere for something of wisdom to throw out there so that he can make himself look good. And he's not going to find it. He's not going to find it because God, God is always going to have one of his people throw out the line of wisdom. That's right. So verse 25, a foolish son is a grief to his father and bitterness to her that bear him. 
We've seen this consistently throughout Proverbs. A son that rejects God's word, a son that decides that his own intelligence is the highest intelligence, is going to be a, a, a source of bitterness to his father. He's going to be a son that hurts his father's heart. And, and for the mother... A mother grieves for her children even past the point when a father says, I'm done. That's true. So, verse 26. Also, to punish the just is not good, not to strike the princes for equity. What does that mean? It means it is wrong to fine or to punish an innocent man but beyond reason to scourge princes it is beyond justice to punish <laughs> an innocent man but it's beyond thinkable that you would go against the princes those who God has set in authority mm. for the their birth- uprightness mine says nor to strike princes princess for their uprightness so because of their their goodness right yes because well and also because god has established god establishes authority god establishes all authority no matter who it is over the over the top of us even when look for myself when barack obama was president it was very very difficult for me to pray for him I second that because the man was and and is it as look as is evidenced in what's coming out today the man was absolutely evil absolutely consumed by evil and presented himself to the american people as a saint and and so it was so difficult for me to pray for him but i did but I did. I prayed for him because God's word says that no matter who God sets in authority over us, it's either for our good or it's for our punishment. And no matter what God was using Barack Obama for, whether it was for good or whether it was for punishment, I know that God set him in authority over us. So I prayed for his soul. I prayed for his ability to accept the lord on a on a face value i prayed for his salvation i prayed for the blessings over him and as much as it hurt me to do it i i did it and as i did it it became easier Um, have you ever prayed have you ever prayed for someone that you just and i know that there is no one too far gone for the lord but people that are just absolutely, that just absolutely refuse. Well, I'm going to answer that with an analogy. So, so I'm going to answer that with, with pertaining to myself because I don't want to judge anybody else. Okay. I have told people probably several hundred times in my life before I got converted, I told people, that if they let people like that into into heaven, I didn't want to go. 
Oh. And, and I was referring to the Christians that were hypocrites, the Christians who went to church and and then and then talked bad about everybody and found fault in everybody. And and so I used to go around for probably 25 years and I told people. If they let people like that into heaven, then I don't want to be in there with them. I don't want to be in heaven with those people. And and I would tell people that that was my confession of faith. And and when when and I've had people I've had people of faith ask me, well, well, what do you mean? You rather go to hell? I said, I said, yes, I'd rather burn in hell than to spend time in heaven with those people. And I have to tell you that I, you know, of course, after we start actually exploring God's word ourselves. And we receive revelation of Christ. And we receive baptism in the Holy Spirit. Then we start to understand. We just start to understand. How. How naive that way of thinking is. That. First of all, anybody who did not obey Christ, they're not going to find themselves in heaven. No matter what the church has said about the magic words. They can have said the magic words 50 times and they're not going to find themselves in heaven unless they've obeyed their Lord. That's made abundantly clear in God's word. And secondly, and probably most importantly, my relationship with Christ is all that matters to Christ. (coughs) He's not looking at our relationship with him in comparison to someone else's. And that is for most of our best interest. Because there's always someone who has gone before us that had a better relationship with Christ. But he judges us on our own merits and on our own hearts. So the last two verses of this chapter, I want to knock these out, 27 and 28, and I'm I'm going to give us another translation for both of them because they're tied together. So, in the New King James, here's what they say. He that has knowledge spares his words, and a man of understanding is of an excellent spirit. And verse 28 says, even a fool, when he holds his peace, is counted wise. And he that shuts his lips is esteemed a man of understanding. Basically, what verse 28 is saying is that, look, even when a man shuts his mouth, even when a fool shuts his mouth, people are going to think he's wise because he's being quiet. Let me give you another translation. Here's the other translation. A man who can control his tongue has knowledge. A man who has discernment keeps his temper cool. If a fool can hold his tongue... Even if he can, even he, even a fool can pass as a wise man and pass for clever if he keeps his lips shut. 
here's the short end of that for all of us that are on the call tonight. When we open our mouths, we reveal ourselves to be either wise and endowed by the Spirit of God or foolish and wrapped up in the ways of the world. One of one or the other of those two things is revealed when we open our mouths. So we should be very careful when we open our mouths. Amen. We should be very careful about the words that we say. Jesus has already pre-warned us that we're going to be held accountable. We will stand in judgment for every single word that came out of our mouths. Every single word. So when you get zealous, when you when the, when when your anger rises up in you and you feel like you just have to correct somebody because they're wrong. Let this be the measuring stick. Is anything you say going to further the kingdom of God? Is anything you say going to further the righteousness, the glorification of our Lord Jesus Christ? And if the answer is no, stay silent. Let's say our prayers. Yes, sir. Father, thank you for this time together as a family to read your word. Thank you for feeding your sheep. Thank you for blessing us and opening up our eyes and our ears. I thank you so much for the opportunity that we have to bless others, to other families, to read your word, to share your word with other people. And especially within our own family, Lord, we ask that you would keep our hearts tender so that we're ready to repent when we hear your word as it reflects upon our own lives. Yes, Father, we go to sleep tonight. We ask that you would watch over us and let us not be led into temptation. Protect. Let us not be deceived by evil. Let our hearts be turned to you. And when we wake in the morning, Father, and let this be the test. Everybody that's listening to this prayer tonight, let this be the test. When we wake in the morning, Father, please have a song, a song of praise to our Lord Jesus Christ in our hearts. Yes, Lord. In our hearts. Let us rest in you, Lord God. Let us rest in you and let us wake tomorrow with a song of praise in our hearts. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Love you, family. All right. Love you guys. Have a good night. Good night, body of Christ. We love you all. Good night. Bye-bye. Good night.